2: 2023 preseason in the books all of the tape is out there and the bengals will make their cut down decisions let's talk about the biggest takeaways from preseason game number three you are
1: locked on bengals your daily cincinnati bengals podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
2: Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're coming to you on the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, and the preseason is finally over. If you're ready for some regular season podcasts, you can subscribe to the show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. It makes it really easy for you to become a first listener, making us your first listener of the day, and to become an everyday or not missing an episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. And, Today's episode brought to you by the Game Time app. You can create an account and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase of last-minute tickets with the lowest price guaranteed. James, the third preseason game finally finished. And what have we been asking for this entire preseason of these backup quarterbacks? Somebody to separate, to show consistency, and... Ooh. We only got one drive and a half. I guess the second drive could have gone longer for Jake Browning, if not for a face mask penalty called on Trey Hill. But Browning essentially played a perfect game. He only threw six passes, seven if you count the one that was nullified by penalty, six that counted, completed them all, had a touchdown pass, looked like he played on time, looked like he was comfortable in the pocket, conducted the offense well, didn't make any bad decisions, Really saw some growth from Browning in this game. Limited sample size, caveat supply, but the fact that he played as little as he did and Trevor Simeon played as much as he did, the order in which these guys played, what we've seen throughout camp, throughout the preseason, I think we've got a surprising, if you'd have asked us a month ago, winner of the QB2 competition.
0: I agree. I think Jake Browning is going to, to get that job, at least initially. Now, we never know who who could be creeping in and, and what guys could uh, make it tough on Browning outside of the organization. But clearly, clearly, clearly he's ahead of Trevor Simeon. And what's wild to me, I, I was like, oh, Trevor Simeon at, at the start of what he was doing towards the end of that first half, his second drive, he was rolling. And I'm like, okay, is he going to make this a a real battle after Browning comes out and picks up right where he left off in Atlanta? And that's what you needed to see. He did that. The back shoulder to Osh, really nice throw. Uh, the the touchdown to who He was almost too open. That I, I think Browning was like, oh man. But uh, Yoshi obviously athletic enough to go up and get it. Uh, what overall, was impressive?
2: Though, sorry. Yeah. What was impressive Staying about that throw?
0: Oh, is throw. yeah, I mean the throw
2: was inaccurate. But what was impressive about it, since we're finding silver linings here, is that Brownie went through his progressions. You saw him go through a couple of hitches, go from right to left, realize how open Yoshi was, and and then try to get that throw off in a hurry.
0: Yeah, because you just don't get that open unless you're Cedric Jackson and everybody forgets about you, (laughs) which we'll get to at some point. My Lord, I mean that was a throw either of us could have made or, or run and catch either of us could. I mean, it was great. And and so we'll, we'll get to that, but yeah, Jake Browning is QB two today. I think he's clearly ahead of Trevor Simeon and I messaged you this. It almost felt like Trevor Simeon and maybe it was at halftime. Maybe it was going into the game, but if, if he had completed a ball, let, let's say he throws the touchdown to Yoshi when he throws it in a double coverage coverage and it's intercepted. I wonder if he comes back out. I don't know. I don't know what the, the exact plan was. All I know is, is the coaches said they will get equal time. And so what I thought was they both get a couple of drives apiece. If you break it up time wise, I'd say a quarter a piece. And then Senate gets the second half. That's what I think might've been the, the tentative plan. But maybe Trevor Simeon said, give me some more time so I can show the rest of the NFL that I can still sling it a bit because I, I know that I'm auditioning elsewhere since Browning has passed me. Who knows? That certainly felt like the the logic behind leaving Simeon in there for another four drives. He was in there for six possessions, resulting in six total points for the Bengals. Obviously, Browning had the touchdown drive. And then the second drive, you're right. I mean, third down, I think it was third and eight, I want to say, finding Tanner Hudson, a, a nice play. Suddenly it's a chunk play. You're moving the ball. In Trey Hill, not a good look for him. But they will probably get points on that drive as well. And so Brown and QB2, I don't feel great about it. I think Will Greer is interesting. Uh, I want to go watch that. As we record this, it's uh, early, early Sunday afternoon. Like it just hit noon Eastern time. I haven't watched that the, the Cowboys game at all. All I know is, is Greer showed it well on Saturday night. But he's one of many, I think, options the Bengals will discuss. But when it, when it comes to week one, Jake... I don't think any of these outside options are QB two. I do think it's Jake Browning in Cleveland backing up Joe Burrow.
2: Yeah, the only way it would be is Brandon Allen is a surprise Man. release, which isn't happening yeah. at this point uh since the Cowboys traded a fourth round pick for Trey Lance. Yeah, the, the pass to Tanner Hudson was on a third and three. It was a nineteen yard pass to convert third and third three round got it to the Washington forty-four, which puts them in Evan McPherson range. The way he was third, third
0: and eighteen. That's what it was. It was a fifteen yarder because the face mask. Gotcha. It was the yep. third and
2: eighteen on the next yep. play, and uh, Jake Browning dumps it off to Chase Brown on a screen, it goes for negative yards. The screen game remains concerning. <laughs> Don't think they had a successful, maybe one successful screen in the entire preseason period. It's something that was a problem for them last year. We're not going to spend too much time here. That's not the point of this show, but something that is a, a footnote that they mm-hmm. will need to continue to be better about.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think they, they've struggled in that area. Uh, I, to me, the biggest shock, though, and I guess we should go here next, is, is the fact that Joseph Osai suited up. Were mm-hmm. you surprised? I was surprised to see 58 out there. Uh, like, on the initial drive, I'm like, oh, why is Osai out there? Because so many guys weren't dressed, and I know he's not a starter, and so people will be like, oh, well, backups have to play. But he's going to play like starter-level-ish snaps this year in in an ideal world. And so not having him out there, I don't think it would have impacted him. And Zach Taylor said afterwards he needs the reps. But he suffered an ankle injury on that first drive. Mm -hmm. What a bummer. What a bummer for Osai because he's dealt with injuries in his first two years in the league. Had to rehab all offseason to get back after getting hurt on that final play uh, of the AFC championship game. He was playing through a few different things last year as well. And so it's like, all right, well, how serious is it? Jeff Hobson's been all over this. It doesn't sound like it's a break. But if it's a sprain, sprains don't just go away. Like you could say, oh, it's an ankle sprain. It's weeks. That's not a day's thing. And so hopefully it's not significant and two weeks is enough. But there's a chance now. And this is why I never would have played any starters anyway. I know there were some that were saying, oh, you got to play the offensive starters. No, you don't is why risk it because now it could impact you when games matter and a guy like joseph osai what a bummer if he can't start the season you know healthy and play for the Bengals in cleveland
2: yeah think about the backups who didn't play cam sample didn't play zach carter did play that was another one that was honestly surprising to me because he's kind of the backup three tech but and they're played... deep
0: there. They're deep in that defensive line room. We've talked about that. So it's not like they needed the bodies.
2: Yeah, and Carter only played like eight snaps. So it's not like he played a ton. Um, Akeem Davis Gaither did not play. Trent Irwin did not play. Drew Sample did not play. So it's not like you know some of these important backups did not play.
0: And they uh, shouldn't have. I I, rem- I think right. I mentioned Trent Irwin somewhere. I was like, I wouldn't play him at all. Get these other guys reps. And Joseph Osai,
2: Rutgers. according to Zach Taylor, needed the reps, is what he said in his post post game presser. Do you buy it? I don't know. He's played a lot in all these preseason games. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's the only thing that makes it compelling. He's played a lot. Every single preseason game, I feel like we've asked the question why is Joseph Osai still out there? Why is Joseph Osai out there at all? And he's been out there. The thing about the ankle that makes it hard for a defensive lineman, especially an edge rusher, is you really bend at that ankle going around the corner. You need that to be 100% to really be an effective pass rusher, especially if it's that outside ankle. Or sorry, the inside ankle would be the plant ankle uh, on those plays. So the left ankle for Osai coming around the, the right side of the defense. Hopefully he's okay. And hopefully we get some more information about that, indicating his okayness in the near future, but some other interesting roster battles to discuss here and some other takeaways from preseason game three. So Bengals try to cut down to 53 coming up next
0: August. Well, it's almost over in today's show. It's brought to you by underdog fantasy because their best ball tournaments are back and better than ever. You got to get in on best ball. If you're like me, You have multiple fantasy leagues. You have guys going against each other in different fantasy leagues. So you're rooting for everybody a lot of weeks. Best ball is the perfect fantasy league for you because it is the definition of set and forget. And guess what? All you have to do to set it is do a snake draft. That's right. One snake draft. And you don't have to deal with waivers or trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every single week in, well, the winnings. They're there. Over $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. All you have to do to get in on the action today is visiting by visiting underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and use promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use promo code LOCKEDON to get that first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. when I win the $3 million, I'm buying Jake a new Benz, baby. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code Locked On.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: James, the next biggest story to me in preseason game number two, three, final preseason game, we're not going back in time, was thank God? Thank God, Was uh, <laughs> the, the tight ends. Yes. And there might be another one for someone out there. There might be another bigger story. Maybe you're a big DJ Ivy fan. He had a nice game. Maybe Raymond Johnson, the third best game. DJ Ivy's best game. DJ Ivy was good. Raymond Johnson, the third stacked another great preseason game on two other great preseason games. We'll talk about some of those guys as well, but the tight end room has been interesting Mm -hmm. throughout training camp remained interesting in this game. And, and, what I found, I mean, Tanner Hudson popped. If you watch the game, you know that Tanner Hudson was good. He had a great catch on a back shoulder throw from Trevor Simeon. It was a very difficult catch in a contested situation. He caught that really good third and three throw from Drake, Jake Browning that we mentioned earlier that didn't count because of Trey Hill's penalty. But despite dramatically outsnapping Mitch Wilcox, who that was probably the plan to not play Wilcox a ton, What I find really interesting as I was looking through the the PFF numbers Mm -hmm. is that Hudson only run blocked on three plays, four plays, man, four plays Wilcox run blocked on 12 plays. So, on 12 of 17 snaps for Mitch Wilcox, he's out there run blocking. PFF graded him as the best run blocker on the team for whatever that's worth. And Tanner Hudson only had four run blocking reps on 32 plays. Pretty clear difference in responsibilities for those guys. And both of them executed those responsibilities pretty well.
0: So, just hearing that, it sounds like, oh, well, perfect. Tanner Hudson is the perfect backup to Irv Smith Jr., the pass catching tight end. And Mitch Wilcox is the perfect blocking option behind drew sample who is a roster lock for those wondering drew sample lock it in lock it, lock it on because i'll just make a reference to the podcast network that we're obviously recording for right now and a part of uh, whatever you want to say so i don't think they keep four tight ends but man it's mighty tempting now i mean one of the biggest losers of the night is devin asiasi he has zero chance there is not that there was much of one there is zero because Mitchell Wilcox can do everything that Asiasi Asi is decent at. And both of those guys are better in the passing game, I would say. I think it's interesting. And we talked about this. I would have tried to hide Hudson a little bit. I mean, this at least confirms what we kind of thought about him, that he could be this passing down tight end that's going to be a factor in the passing game. I mean, the back shoulder, really nice play. The, the two-point conversion left a little bit to be desired, should probably haul that one in. But outside of that, man, I mean, he popped, he flashed. And he did that at home as well in Green Bay week one. And we've seen him make plays throughout camp. So I think uh, I think they're going to have some debate there. And, and it, it might not be about going and getting another tight end now. It might be, how do you keep 87 on this roster? Because I could totally see a path this season where Joe Burrow throw some some passes to Tanner Hudson in in crucial moments. I'm not saying that will happen. Hopefully, Irv Smith Jr. stays healthy. But even so, what if you do have to use two tight ends for whatever reason, if you have injuries or something like that, and and neither guy is – I'm just saying that it would be nice to have Hudson around if possible. Can you make the the roster gymnastics work? I I think that that's certainly a challenge. And the other part of this, I think Wilcox was going to make the team going into this game do they say he's more likely and easier to sneak onto the practice squad? They may do that now since Hudson did pop.
2: That's the interesting part is do they, do they keep four tight ends or do they think they can get one of the tight ends to the practice squad? Do they think they can get one of the running backs through waivers and bring them back if they need to do? They think they can get XYZ player through waivers and get them to the practice squad and keep them. There are a couple spots where this is interesting. We've talked about, a couple of them in passing. Raymond Johnson, the third, I think, is the other one
0: that we'll talk about. But does Travion Williams, is he subject to waivers? I don't think he is.
2: He's on his second contract in his fifth year. Is that right? Yeah.
0: I, yeah. So I don't think he would be. So I think that would be your edge. If, if
2: Travion is not subject to waivers, then do, do all he, of his he, he's, count? he's
0: played in at least five games in each of his first four years. No, I don't think he's subject to waivers.
2: Hmm. Well, there you go. Maybe that's the easy move then. Uh, and and we still don't know what's going on with that ankle with Travion Williams, who returned to practice, but but wasn't able to play. Here, here's something yeah. interesting. Go ahead. A-,
0: a player with at least four years of accrued service time. I just want to make sure we're right about this. I don't want to give our listeners bad info. Referred to as a vested veteran immediately becomes a free agent. So they could say, all right, this is why we're doing this. We need to protect one of these guys. We're going to move on. You know, we're going to cut you, with Travion, but we're going to bring you back at some point or we're going to send you to the practice squad until you're healthy. And then, you know, I, I think there's options there. That's all. And he's the only guy in that room outside of Mixon, which is obviously not happening, that, that is a vested veteran. So that would be your option with with Travion.
2: Yeah, and that's something the Bengals are familiar with, the vested veteran move to return those guys. They've done it with Mike Thomas, who we'll talk about later in the show. Uh, Jeff Hodson had a great story that he sh- shared about Mike Thomas in the locker room after the game. They did it with Brandon Allen one year. Uh, fun, fun fact on Tanner Hudson, his career preseason line. He has 412 career preseason snaps, which is, you know, a season for a backup tight end, give or take. Maybe half a season for a good starting tight end. He has 67 targets. On those on that 400 and some snaps, he's caught 50 of them for 564 yards. That's 11.3 yards per catch and four touchdowns. All three of those three of those four touchdowns came in 2019 with Tampa Bay. Mm. Pretty dang productive preseason player.
0: And he almost had a touchdown from Simeon, I think. Right. What was before the interception? Wasn't it the pass before? Yeah. And Simeon, it kind of hung up there just a little bit. There's a, li- a little shorter than you want. If you throw it another yard, a little more online, I, I think maybe he sneaks it in there.
2: Or, or lead him just a little bit, you a know, that kind bit. of thing. Yeah, a little bit. Tanner Hudson has been a preseason all star, is the point here. Some of that has translated. He's He was a fine player for the New York Giants last year. Mm hmm. Going to be very interesting, I think.
0: I remember right being out. sort of excited about him. Sorry to cut you off. I, I remember to be, I remember being sort of excited about him when they signed him to the practice squad last year. I was like, oh, I mean, he's part of the Bucks. Like, why is he still out there, not on at least a practice squad at this stage? Like, that's kind of that was kind of my logic then. Obviously, mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, you're not going to dive in too much to a practice squad player, but yeah. So he's delivered. Uh, he's been impressive.
2: Yeah. Interesting player making interesting decisions because l- like we've talked about, is is it Tanner Hudson versus Travion Williams for the last roster spot right now? Hmm. Is, is that outlandish take? to say? Who would you go with? I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. Wow. Really
0: you hit me with an, I don't know. I'll tell you who I'd go with. I would go with Tanner Hudson. And and the way that
2: they've talked about Travion Williams is he might still be the third down back, the the starting third down back. You know, starting in quotes. That's mm-hmm. what that's why I waffled because I, I just have a hard time. Like based on what they've done on the field, Hudson, because Williams hasn't been on the field, and you can probably get him back.
0: Well, and, and he's a vested veteran, so you can you control it. You don't control Tanner. Yeah. So that's the part of it. Like I, I think. I think Mitch Wilcox is more likely to sneak onto the practice squad at this stage than, than Tanner Hudson. These
2: are some roster gymnastics the Cincinnati Bengals will be dealing with in the next 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Coming up next, other Game 3 takeaways. Haven't talked about the defense yet in depth. Raymond Johnson, DJ Ivy, a couple guys with standout games who will make things hard on the defensive side of the ball. We'll finish the show there coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is brought to you by Game Time. And buying tickets to Bengals games, to the Taylor Swift show at Paycor Stadium, that shouldn't be a stressful thing. And I know that at least some of those are stressful events at times. But Game Time will remove that by being the fastest and easiest way for you to buy sports tickets for sporting events, for musical events, for comedy shows, for theater near you. And they've got killer deals on last-minute tickets. With a best price guarantee that removes the stress from buying tickets and lets you just be hyped for the fun you're gonna have at those shows. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And how that works is if you find tickets in the same section and row for less elsewhere, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And I think that is putting their money where their mouth is and some great peace of mind. You can get pictures of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps on your screen and you're set. The tickets will be sent directly to your phone, so you'll never have to dig through your email. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today for last-minute tickets. Lowest price
0: guaranteed. Today's show is also brought to you by Streetside Beer, Beer, Beer. If you could see and you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm rocking the Streetside Tea. I was able to catch up with uh, the Streetside crew on Friday and they have 24 beers on tap. So I was able to try multiple, but there are more that I have to try. You have to get there. And whether it's tailgating before every home game and they're going to have their tailgates their awesome patio which is perfect for game day if you want to be outside outdoors enjoying uh, the weather which yeah it was hot on friday but it was actually pretty nice outside nice and breezy Uh, their tvs are are right there perfect for you whether it's a preseason game which thank goodness that's over whether it's sunday night football whether it's the bengals in prime time uh, or September 10th at 1 o'clock. They have something for everyone. And happy hour, Monday through Friday, from 4 to 6, Streetside. Well, it's the best side. There's all this West Side, East Side debate in Cincinnati all the time. No, no, no. Go to Streetside. They're at 4003 Eastern Avenue in Columbia, Tusculum, near Lunkin Airport. Check them out today. Tell them Locked on Bengals sent you. It's Streetside Brewery, the number one spot for all things brews all season long. Tell them Locked On Bengals sent you.
2: Preseason game number three in the books. We'll continue with some takeaways on the defensive side of the ball. Before that, real quick, you ever think about the number of New York Giants who have contributed to the Bengals or or been impressive this preseason in recent years? It's a a pretty interesting list. There's Eli Apple, of course. Former Giant who, who stepped up for the Bengals. B.J. Hill, who was trash for treasure one man's trash another man's treasure and and this preseason it's been tanner hudson and raymond johnson the 3rd former raymond, giant ew. who has been incredible the defensive mvp maybe the mvp of the team in the preseason he's had a great run
0: wow mvp of the team no he's uh, he's been disruptive i mean the fourth down f- first drive of the game he gets his paws up there in for Osai, by the way, who's injured at that point, makes a play. He he played inside on Saturday night at times, kicked in there, got a pressure, didn't get credit mm-hmm. at last I checked no. at all for any of it, which really sucks because the sack really happened because of him. But mm-hmm. just disruptive. So does he make the right, like if Osai is hurt, hurt, where he has to go on injured reserve, is Raymond Johnson the third someone that ends up making the team initially? I do wonder if if that's in the cards, but that's someone. I know Dominique Davis has gotten a lot of love. I think Raymond Johnson the third is someone that if you're the Bengals and you do cut, you're kind of sweating, hoping that he makes it to the practice squad.
2: He's been their best defensive player, like I said, has created pressure in all three games. Should have been credited with a sack, like you said, technically slipped off him and – uh blanking on the name who cleaned <laughs> up the sack
0: uh, on that one was it um crap I forget I have to look at the play sheet who, I know who, who it is
2: I can see it in my head and I don't remember it wasn't Gunter it was Gunter was it, was it Gunter 93 it was Gunter. oh yeah
0: it was oh yeah then it was Gunter okay I wasn't I sure if it was Gunter, Gunter or not hey I nailed it
2: yeah just took me a second uh, but if sometimes, they, accred-
0: so <laughs> if they accredited- lucky
2: if they accredited that sack to Raymond Johnson, it would have been three games of the sack. Yeah. Multiple pressures in each of those games and showed the versatility. Like you said, kicked inside, had a pressure from inside, dropped yes. into coverage, made a third down stop in the sat- in this in the flat to get off the field. I mean, you have a guy that can play three tech and kick inside. That's the Joseph O'Side roll. Drop into coverage, that's a Joseph O'Side roll. Pass rush from the edge. That's a Joseph O'Side roll roll. He's done a lot. He's certainly shown more and has had much more opportunity, so this isn't necessarily fair to the Bengals' first-round pick, but he's shown more on the field than Miles Murphy, who expectations should be in check for Murphy. You shouldn't be too disappointed because he's dealt with the illness. He was always going to be a pick that maybe was going to require some developmental time. In terms of the trajectory we compared him to when they drafted him, Rashawn Gary was one of the best-case scenarios. He took a little bit of time for the Green Bay Packers. But how does Raymond Johnson make this team? Is Jay Tofele's spot entirely safe? That yes. That's the one that I've seen discussed as a yeah. potential. Maybe Tofele gets to the practice squad. Raymond Johnson makes the team. The Bengals claim fairly last year with the 31st waiver priority, which means he made it all the way through waivers before he got to the Bengals. What do you think? Raymond Johnson on or off?
0: Tell me how Osai is doing. I think that's mm-hmm. that's it. You know, if if Osai is T B D for week one, then I think off. If it's pretty serious, then maybe they do some gymnastics to keep Raymond Johnson and then move Osai and then bring someone back. Like that's so, so for example, let's just say you know a is going to miss two or three weeks. Well, what you do is you get him onto the roster, you put him on injured reserve, and then you bring back one of your vested veterans. You find someone to move on from that you could bring back uh, that isn't subject to waivers. Drew Sample could be an option for that, by the way, because he does have four years in. Um, but he will be on the team. That's I don't really think that's a debate. Drew Sample, Travion Williams, j- just think about guys like that. You know, I, I think some would say Michael Thomas, but I think he's more of a practice squatter at this stage, um, and so they they wouldn't necessarily bring him back. It, so we'll see. But that's that's kind of what you're looking at. Uh, it's is options. So I would say off if Osai is going to be okay, on. Ultimately, on. In, in and actually, he would have to stay on. You wouldn't subject him to, to waivers if something happens with Osai because I. I he just becomes that much more valuable. That said, I think when you have a, a cam sample already, and if Osai is okay, I don't really see the logic to risking Tufele, and then suddenly you're really thin on the interior of like big defensive tackles that that you need to eat up space.
2: Looking at vested veterans is an interesting, interesting thing to do. You got Travion Williams drew sample Max Sharping signed his second deal with the Bengals uh is that that's the second contract he signed in the NFL that's another one yeah so there's a Cody Ford Mm -hmm. they have some options yeah they have some options um so so there is the the possibility for these roster gymnastics to occur
0: yeah for sure um I I think that that's that's kind of what Duke Tobin and the the, the team are working with right now. And, and they're kind of going through and I'm sure there's a lot of meetings with the coaching staff and that's part of it. The other part of it is just evaluating all these guys. I mentioned Will Greer. They're going to look at all of these quarterbacks mm-hmm. and compare them to what they currently have. They're going to look at a bunch of running backs. I'm sure they'll compare. And it's a good way to weigh whether or not one of your guys is going to get claimed too. look around the league. How many guys pop like Tanner Hudson? How many guys uh, are, are able to be as disruptive as Raymond Johnson the third? And you do that, and it's a, it's kind of a good bar because it's real easy to to say, oh well, Shedrick Jackson's been so so productive. And last year it was Kendrick Pryor and and obviously Kwame Laster. And you got to try to find ways to keep these young guys. And it's like, yeah, maybe, or, or maybe you can sneak them. And they thought they had Pryor snuck for sure. Uh, in in who knows about. Cedric uh, Jackson. I do think there's a decent chance he makes the practice squad. Ideally you would be able to keep him around because he's, he's had a good preseason.
2: Yeah. Uh, the other guy that we should mention on the defense real quick from game number three who I think cemented his spot on the 53 that I think was likely uh, mm-hmm. prior to this game DJ Ivy yeah. he played the entire game or almost the entire game on defense and had a couple pass breakups was right there. Uh, on on a, a couple of the catches, he did give up. Only allowed three yards after catch, according to PFF charting. Has had a really solid preseason. Again, had one of his better games mm-hmm. with a couple pass breakups. To go with the pass breakup on the touchdown last week, on the touchdown attempt last week.
0: I think Great that was big for DJ him. Ivy. That, that breakup in the end zone. I think that was big for him. Because he, he, I think he played with a confidence... On, on Saturday night that I, I'm not sure I necessarily saw the first two games up until that play.
2: you like to see it. Any other guys that you want to shout out for their performances in preseason game number three that are roster I, fringe guys?
0: I thought Chase Brown played hard. Right he, he played on. really and, well. He had his and, best and, game. Yeah. And, and you look at the numbers and they weren't great, but I, I think he he played well. I think he's coming along. I think he'll get carries. Uh, obviously, Yosev continues mm-hmm. to, to develop um, and, and play well. I, I we debated about this a little bit. I think Charlie Jones is coming along nicely. We'll see, but uh I think he's learning to play with that shoulder. That said, I, I think that this is a really tough team to make and uh hopefully Joseph Osai's ankles okay I think that's kind of where we're at and and we'll uh, we'll hear from Zach. We won't hear from Zach Taylor until Tuesday after cutdowns so mm-hmm. that's probably the earliest we'll hear an update uh, unless unless we can sneak something through, you know, I'll, I'll work it a little bit, but it does sound like it's a sprain. So we'll see.
2: Hopefully it's that simple last note for me. And then we'll get out of here. Great story over on bengals.com and Jeff Hobson slants and screens post game uh, about Mike Thomas in the locker room, talking about how he felt about this preseason game, talking about how he gave Tyson Anderson his Jersey after the game and the quote that, that Hobson wrote is very touching. He's my little bro. Thomas said, you said it passing of the torch. If this is my last NFL game, I thank everyone. What about the practice squad? It was a question interjected. Mm-hmm. Any capacity this team wants me. Thomas said.
0: Yeah, he'll be around. What a it's great not guy. His la- and I don't think it's his last NFL game either. What a great guy. He's the best. Mike is the best.
2: Just wanted to make sure we we spent some time shouting him out. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Cut down to 53 coming in the near future. And then regular season practice schedule starting this week. Got two weeks until that regular season game, but we'll be ready for it. And we'll continue to gear up for that cut down to 53 and that regular season game here on Lockdown Bengals. So until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. day, and have a good one.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the On NFL Draft Podcast.